You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day Savings happening now at The Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. I don't charge much for an autograph. See, I don't just give out an autograph. I say, have your people call my people and I'll see about an autograph. I tell everybody, get me now while I'm cheap. Really, you must never say you're cheap. (laughs) That's That's right. Ellen, who's going to be on the podcast this morning? It is me and Logan. Oh, that's going to be hard. You got to be very objective, Ellen. I want to see how they edited it. (laughs) Make believe it's not your grandson, and we'll tell it as it is, like we always do. How's that? Well, I tell it like it is, even when I'm objective. So I'm really looking forward to this. This should be good. This should be good. You know what? I don't think my life is any more interesting than anybody else's. I think everybody has all these stories. I just remember them. This is, of course, my grandmother, Ellen Bernstein Grodsky. Oh, Logan, you sound just like Daddy. Exactly. Your voice comes through just like his. But I better know her as Nana. He is the most charming, the most intelligent, brilliant, sweet, kind. There is nothing negative about Logan at all. Nothing. She, uh, uh always a very big presence in my life. He was gorgeous from the minute he was born. Well, listen, I'm his grandmother. What can I tell you? I had a Jewish grandmother yet. So. (laughs) Well, I I think there's two things that come almost equally. Love, of course, and then related. I think food is is very, very big. I, I definitely associate that with her. Logan is not a material person at all. And when you say to Logan, what do you want? Nothing, Nana. It's impossible to get him a gift. It really is. We used to see a movie on my birthday, and that was, uh... That was enough. I have some great books that uh, my grandmother's gotten me over the years. That's always what it ended up being. There's a massive 
Encyclopedia of the Confederacy that she got me, and I must have been very small when she got it for me. It's very dense, and I remember loving reading it. He's been a voracious reader since he was very small and an intelligent one. I mean, I would never insult him by getting him a child's book. You don't get into the 99th percentile of the SATs if you're not very smart. I'm applying to college right now, and she always tells me that any school would be lucky to have me and that I should get into all these schools, and I keep telling her I really wish she was on the admissions committee. Believe me, if I was on the committee, you would be in Harvard, honey. First of all, he sounds wonderful. He's got such a lovely voice. And of course, your adjectives in the beginning are very objective, brilliant, gorgeous, which... I'm sure he is, Ellen. He is. Look, Absolutely, he is. Absolutely. Listen. I'm not even going to question you. Mine aren't such geniuses. They're just nice, good, normal kids. But okay, <laughs> you're entitled. You're a Jewish grandmother. Ray, I have seven grandchildren. And two of them, I would say, are really in the genius strata. But all of them bring something to the table. You know, you remind me of... A friend of mine who's got a very smart daughter and also genius. There's a couple of geniuses in this world. Albert Einstein, uh, maybe Bill Gates. Logan Grodsky. Okay, I'll <laughs> give it to you. He's a genius, whatever you want. Alamalus, which in Jewish means all good things, right? Right. Okay, the producers just gave me the titles. So here we go. Part one, I know from grandparents. And I have a feeling that I know what this is going to be about. Grandparenting is, is wonderful because it's parenting without the responsibility. She always responds to my text messages. I can always call her up. Occasionally, I'll call her up and ask her for a recipe. Very, very available, as, as all retired grandparents should be. <laughs> oh, one thing I'd ever do is said to myself. <laughs> yeah, I can attest. Were you close to your grandparents? Unfortunately, my grandparents died when I was pretty young. I remember more my father's parents. I think you have to tell the story of the uh, steamship New York. Oh, well, that is our famous family story. My grandparents emigrated from Russia to England, and they met in London. And my grandfather left for the United States and left my grandmother in England, and she discovered she was pregnant. And he worked very hard to make money to send her a ticket to come to America. And the ticket was on the maiden voyage of the steamship New York. And she was, of course, in steerage. But up above, there were parties going on because it was a maiden voyage and the Vanderbilts were on board and the lower group just stayed below decks. And about two days into the trip, my grandmother went into labor. One of the women who was down in that area with her went up to the ship's doctor and she said, there's a young girl down there in labor. And they brought her up to the ship's infirmary. And it became known on the ship that my grandmother was about to have a baby. And so Mrs. Vanderbilt and Mrs. Hoosie Toosie and Mrs. Hutsy Futsy all took turns sitting with my grandmother while she was in labor. 
and eventually she had the baby on the ship. Fast forward, my grandfather arrives at Ellis Island, and everybody gets off the ship except my grandmother, and he is frantic. And in his very broken English, he goes over to some man, and he says, Mein Weib was supposed to come on this boat, and I, I, she didn't get off from the boat, but I know she got on from the boat. And he said, what's the name? And he told her, and he says, she's at Long Island College Hospital. And they sent my grandfather in a carriage. And when he got there, my grandmother was in the room, piled up to the ceiling with gifts from all these fancy women on the ship. And the ship's captain was sitting with her. And he said, Mr. Bernstein, we're waiting for you to give the baby a name. And my grandfather and my grandmother sat and they spoke in Yiddish. And finally, my grandfather turned around, put his hands on his chest and he goes, the name for the baby is going to be Samuel Steamship New York Bernstein. And that was my Uncle Sam's name. Samuel Steamship New York Bernstein. That's always been a favorite story of mine. It actually made it into one of my, my college essays. Um, oh, really? It was such a remarkable story. And my cousin named her son Scott York after her father. <laughs> but, you know, when you have a grandfather, it, it's a different kind of a relationship. We saw him, but he had a second vibe. Oh, really? I never knew that. Yeah, nay. I never knew. Yeah, nay. She used to say, Call me Grandma. And my cousin and I used to say, we'll call you Yanny. I never knew that he had a second wife. Yes, I remember when my grandfather passed away, we went to the funeral. And Jenny, oh God, I'm going to tell this story and it's going to be out there permanently. My mother said, you go over and you pay your respects to Jenny. So I walked over and I remember I was wearing a navy blue dress And I walked over to Jenny, and she was sitting on one of those little stools because Jewish people, when they're in mourning, they have to sit on a little bench. And I said, Jenny, I want to offer my condolences. And she took the hem of my skirt in her hand, and she said, he was such a wonderful man. And she took my skirt, and she dried her eyes with it. (laughs) When we came home, I took the dress and I put it in a brown paper bag and I put it down the incinerator. I just couldn't stand those those tears. She was married to my grandfather for one year. And months later, I was looking for something to wear to something. My mother said, what about that blue dress with the white collar? I said, you know, Mom, I don't know where it is, but I do. (laughs) See, that's a story I have never heard of. Okay. You really hate it? About me, I would have given it to the cleaners and that would have been, I don't give away a good dress like that. I felt that it was so soiled, Rita, and I just could never wear that oh, dress again. Oh, my God. I don't want to even tell you the things I saved. I'm very conservative that way. If it's something like that, that's what I tell you. You didn't have to throw away the dress, just have it clean. Rita, I was... 15 or 14, I didn't know. I just felt so defiled by that. Oh, my by God. Weeping into my... my skirt that I had to get rid of it. Sam Steamship York, adorable story. You told me that story once before, but each time I hear it, I just love it. It's such an original story. 
And Logan loves that story, too. I can hear. All my grandkids love it. it. It's sort of, you know, everybody saw Fiddler on the Roof and they see all these people coming over with a piano on their back or something. And actually, these people struggled. It was a struggle to pay for one ticket. So when my grandchildren hear it, I want them also to hear not only that it was a big, funny story, but that this was the struggle that their family had to endure in order to get to America and that they should be very, very lucky that they have this life that they do due to those people. You know, it's funny that you said because half the people that came over from Europe, they couldn't speak English. And the people at Ellis Island that were signing them in, they couldn't understand their language or their names. And we used to say, where did you get that name? They said, I don't know. When I came to Ellis Island, that's what they wrote down. That's right. Whatever they heard, that's what they wrote down. Today, your name, my God. The minute you find out you're pregnant, you're looking through the books, you can't find the name good enough, different, whatever. When my kids were growing up, oh, my God, it had to be like as American as you could get. But today we're back to the uh, biblical names. We use the Hebrew names. We use the Hebrew names. Which I love. Which I love. Now listen, don't go anywhere. We're going to do a quick commercial. And I know you're going to come right back because we'll be looking for you. And there's nothing like Jewish guilt. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Part 2. 
rising above expectations. Well, we're a food family. My grandparents were caterers. And from the time that this one was a little tot, he always liked to cook, he always liked to help, and he made mac and cheese. I, I think I've graduated up to more uh, sophisticated recipes. Did you have any recipes that you know come directly from them? Well, definitely the brisket comes yeah. from my grandmother. The chicken soup, the matzo balls, potato pancakes. So mostly, I guess, the most standard fare. Yes, yeah. well, for us. <laughs> so what was your first job? Oh, teaching. I taught in Chinatown. Well, first I taught in Bedford-Stuyvesant, and it was a fun place to work. It was lovely. You've also said that you didn't think that teaching was your passion. Would you say you don't regret it? I don't regret that I taught, but it wasn't my passion. I became a teacher because my mother said that that's what I should be. I really wanted to be like my mother. I wanted to be an interior designer. And so once I had children, I started taking courses in interior design. And do you ever wish you had gone into your second career earlier? Yes. I wish I had studied for it originally rather than doing it after I had children. And uh, what would you say you are more passionate about, food or interior design? Well, food. <laughs> I think that's the correct answer. <laughs> I'm a retired interior designer. I don't work anymore at that, but I work at cooking. Absolutely. You know, I create food every single night because your grandfather doesn't even know how to crack an egg to make it. So I think you'd agree that those creative channels very much are available to you through cooking because you are a really creative cook. I love to cook. As my grandmother used to say, pachka in the kitchen. And of course, the fact that you love to cook. And you did manage to get recipes out of your interior design clients, so you've combined those things successfully. I did. I did. Vodka sauce. My, I haven't made that for you yet. But my vodka sauce comes from, from my client. We, we've made we've made that together. Vodka sauce I made with you? Yeah. Huh, don't tell your mother. Uh, <laughs> I didn't tell her. I didn't. Don't worry. I personally could speak personally. Ellen is an excellent cook. Oh, and she has a little cookbook that she puts out for the friends, which we all have. As a very little girl, I remember my grandmother being in the kitchen and I would stand next to her and she would say, give me from that pot and give me from this and hand me that. And, and the only thing is those old time cooks, they never knew amounts. You take a handful. Well, your handful is twice the size of my handful. In Yiddish, that's called shit and gis. It means... Just uh, a minute. We'll, we'll be... No, it's S-C-H-I-T-T, I think. Shit and guess. Sh you throw it and you guess what it oh, is. Oh, that's just like shit squeak on the television today. <laughs> right. right. My grandmother never, never used a recipe. Part three, summer camp. Nana suffers from an excess of lucid thought. She can draw a family tree if she wanted to with great detail. Here is a story for the ages. When I was seven, I went to camp. Oh, the chicken pox story. It was just wonderful. And the night of the banquet, kid in my bunk got chicken pox. During the night, I woke up and I felt very sick and very hot. They called my mother in the morning and my mother said, oh my God, we didn't have a car at the time. And as 
they were talking to me. A man came into the office and said, I'm here to pick up my daughter. She has chicken pox. So the camp mother said, will you take this little girl with you? Oh, sure, you know. He says, but we have to go right away. He says, because my wife is expecting a baby and she's due to give birth any minute. And they put me in the car and the man's mother was in the car. May she rest in peace. She smelled like chicken soup. So we were driving along and I kept on saying, stop, all the way home. I was getting out and throwing up. And finally, we stopped in some town. He says, we've got to go. I can't keep stopping. He says, I know a family, and they're very lovely people, and they'll take care of her. And he called my mother, and he explained to her, and my mother said, okay, tell me where I'm going. So they bring me to this farm, and this lady came out with a very heavy German accent, and this was World War II time. I heard a German accent, and I figured he's leaving me with the Germans. And I was beside myself, thinking that Hitler was going to walk through the door at any second. Finally, and I remember hearing, the Mutter, the Mutter is gekommen. The mother has come. And then my mother started to speak to them. And I said, when the hell did my mother learn how to speak German? And I realized later on, of course, they were speaking Yiddish. These were Jewish refugees who had escaped. They invited my mother for dinner. Everything was fresh from the farm and they made me chicken soup and they put it in a bag and they gave it to my mother to take with us. These things I still remember and I was seven. Do you think in retrospect that you were really too young to be going away to sleepaway camp? No, I was a very independent child. You went to camp. I think I was eight or nine when I first went away to camp. I, I could not have gone to camp that yeah. It's for the same reason I don't think I could have walked into an office building and like done accounting work. I just don't think I could have done it. <laughs> but you were very adult as a little boy, Logan. Or maybe I could have done the accounting work, but I couldn't have gone away to camp. Um, <laughs> That's very funny, Logan. <laughs> and very true. <laughs> so there you go. I, I don't think I could have been away from my mother for that long. That's when you didn't tell me in all these years. You never told me I about the chicken, oh, camping chicken pox. Oh, those people were so good. And finally, this old man came up, and he scared me to death because I was sure that he was the head of the SS. I was positive. <laughs> and he was carrying a, a rabbit. A real rabbit? It was a farm. And he put the rabbit oh. in the bed with me. And I finally fell asleep. And you infected them with the chicken pox, the druid... The Jewish mother. That was my with, part of the war effort. <laughs> Today you'd wear a mask. They wouldn't even let you in the house. Today you hardly hear about chicken pox anymore. Oh, you don't. I think we have to stop for a commercial so poor little Nikki can go out. Should have gotten an apartment with a terrace, Rita. <laughs> Hi, 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, next up, part four. A little bit of brightness, and I don't have a clue what this could be about. So uh, how did you meet my grandfather? My mother's cousin belonged to some kind of a group in, in her temple, and she had a very good friend there named Mary, and the two of them decided that I should meet Mary's nephew. He called, and I thought he sounded terrible on the phone. And I felt I had to go out with him because, you know, I couldn't insult my mother's cousin that way. What about him sounded terrible? Well, he lived in North Carolina. So I figured I was going to get a Southern gentleman with a Southern accent. And the phone rang. Well, you know, they live in North Carolina, and he's going to call you at 8 o'clock. Eight o'clock, the phone rings, and I go, hello? And he says, hoy, <laughs> is this Ellie? <laughs> I can imagine. So, you know, his early years, I guess, were in New York. You know, Peter doesn't get rid of anything. <laughs> Unfortunately, the New York accent was one of the things that he held on to. Yes, of course. And so we went out. He said, you want to just ride around a little bit? I said, sure. And we were driving down Eastern Parkway. And there's a, an island that goes down the center of Eastern Parkway. And right in front of our car was a little old couple. 
and the cars were going on either side. And I remember my husband took his car and he turned it so that cars couldn't come down until these old people got across the street. And I looked at him and I thought to myself, I'm going to marry him. I did. One of my favorite things to hear about is your father and uh, his experiences with the draft during the Second World War. Can you tell us about that? At those days, they used to have a radio program once a week, and a judge would pick names out of a hat. They would pick numbers, draft numbers, and those were the men who were drafted. My father was never called. Never. About two years after the war was over, we got a phone call from a judge, and he asked for my father. He says, I was taking some suits to give away to Goodwill or whatever, and in the cuff of the suit was this little piece of paper, and it was your draft number, sir. That was the reason my father didn't go to World War II. I know my father, who adored him, he had been drafted or something horrible had happened. My father would have been a different person. And all the men who were drawn from that group were sent to the Bataan Death March or something. I mean, it was one of those terrible parts of the war. I mean, there was, there was something divine that spared him. I'll tell you what my mother did for the war effort. This is funny. My sister and I, she would never cut our hair. We used to have two long braids, and every morning before school, she'd get up, and we hated it, and we cried, I don't want the braids coming. Well, they used to use human hair for certain, I don't know, special instruments or something. And my mother, thank God, I shouldn't say thank God for the war, but she cut our hair fine. It's a terrible thing to say. But we donated our hair to the war effort. I thank God I finally got rid of those two long braids. I want you to know, girls. Your hair hair won the war. The war. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forget that. He just took the car and he put it across two lanes that were coming down. And nobody could pass until these two little old people scurried across the street. And now we are those two little old people. (laughs) <laughs> if we if we could walk. <laughs> right. <laughs> First, we got to be able to walk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what can I tell you? My first experience with Phil, which was, who was also a blind date, he came into my house. Oh, God, I, I love this. I should have known then. He was wearing a brown and white pinstripe suit, but big pinstripe <laughs> he was wearing blue suede shoes with a thick rubber heel. I looked at this guy in his outfit. I said, Phil, the only time you made a good pick is when you chose me. I used to buy him everything except his pants. I couldn't buy him pants because, pardon me, he had no tuchus. So it was hard. You all know what a tuchus is? Pants were falling down because he had no tuchus. <laughs> All right, last on my list, here's part five. Family is everything, and truer words were never spoken. I think we were young longer. Less was expected of us at an early age. 
there was an innocence that doesn't exist today. I think there there's an element of countervailing forces there. I think that we are less adventurous, perhaps less independent, and we also have more responsibility, also have more possibility. And at the same time, perhaps our ability to go online has supplanted our ability to walk down the street, which is, and especially in this pandemic age, it's kind of scary to some extent, but it is perhaps our, also our reality. I will say I, I'm an old soul, so to some degree, I possess a nostalgia for a time I never lived in. But also, I don't have to worry about polio these days, so that's a boon. <laughs> yeah, but you have to worry about COVID. <laughs> yes, I do. That's true enough. Did you ever expect that your family would be this big? I never thought my family would be this big, no. Would you say that you have a strong relationship with all of your grandchildren and you're proud of where we've ended up? You gotta be kidding. I love it. They all have a charm. And I'm not saying it because I'm their grandmother, but of course I am. But but they are very charming children. They make me very proud. If you wanted to teach us one thing to prioritize in life, what would you say it should be? Family. I want to teach you to love your family and to care about your family. And I don't only mean your, your brothers and sisters and parents, but I mean your entire family, because when push comes to shove, it's like when Poppy had his accident and I called my children and they rallied like nothing I had ever seen. It's times like that. The good times everybody wants to be in on, but it's times that you need your family, that it's important to have that connection. That's what I would like to to leave you with, that Without your family, you really have nothing. You know, I think that's something that you not only preach, but that you practice. It's something that we've seen since day one with you. And I think it's something we're all keen to carry with us. You know, our family's had some tough moments. And I think at those tough moments, under your leadership and under your wisdom, we've come together to support each other. And that's what it's really all about. I thought that was very profound thinking at the end of Logan's. It's nice to hear what the young people think and how they feel about things. But there is a lot on, on the kids' he- heads today, and they, and they have access to more things. That's it, Rita. They have instant access to the world. It's true. It's true. In their hand, as they walk along, and they, they never lift their heads up. Well, I was always family-oriented. And so, right or wrong, I always say, don't stress over the little things. Family, forget it. Everybody's gonna make a little mistake here and there, but it's your family, they will be there for you. That's my philosophy. It all comes down to all you need is love. In junior high school, I had a black felt skirt with a poodle on it. (laughs) That really existed. And you wore it over crinolines. And the crinolines had to be washed in the bathtub in sugar and water so that they would stand out. Yeah. Of course, it occurred to me when I was older that I could have had ants crawling up my legs from all the sugar in that. But 
Then we would take the wet horsehair slip that went under the skirt and we would put it over an umbrella and then we would let it sit in the bathtub. I remember so many times hearing my father's voice going, Marcy, will you get the damn skirt out of the bathtub so I can take a shower? Are you kidding a poodle skirt? Uh, if I wear a poodle skirt, I would look like a, 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 a pineapple. I can't pick it to death. <laughs> I'm you. Call Your Grandmother is a production of iHeartRadio and Superb Entertainment. The hosts of the show are me, Rita Kay, and me, Ellen Bernstein-Grodsky, created by Meryl Poster, produced and directed by Anna Stump, with producer Abu Zafar, and associate producer Emily Marinoff, managing producer Lindsay Hoffman, and executive producers are Meryl Poster, Nikki Etor, and Mangesh Hatikador. Music and mastering by Hamilton Lighthouser and Anna Stump. At least I don't have to wash anything in the bathtub. No, that's true. <laughs> Please tell everybody you know about this. If there's a grandchild in your life, if there's a grandmother in your life, even if you're just sitting there alone and listening, this is something that the world needs now. So spread it around. And another five stars wouldn't hurt. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.